everyone and welcome to the Pulse podcast. Today is July the 15th, 2016. My name is Stacey Knott. I am a senior reporter with Pulse Ghana. This is our weekly roundup of the news. Today I'm joined by... Kwame Boacha, Pulse Sports. Bijou Patela, Pulse News. Abu Mubarak, Pulse Business. Chrissy Jenfi, Pulse News. So if you're new to the podcast, we just go through the stories that we've been doing this week, the bigger ones, and tell you a little bit more, go behind the headlines. So today we'll start off with news, and I think two of the biggest stories have been to do with the KMA boss having to resign, as well as um, the NHIS names coming off the voters' registrar. So Mildred, they were your stories. Let me start with the NHIS names. Um, You know, there were issues here and there about the voter register being bloated Mm -hmm. and all, and um, it was taken to court, and the court ruled that, okay, in order to help claim the electoral rule, then we should take out those over 56,000 names who registered with the NHIS voter cards during the 2012 registration. And so the EC has set up a date now where those who were affected, those over 56,000 names, could come to the various district offices and have their to check whether their names are on the list and maybe re-register. Uh-huh. And so they give the date as um, from 18th of July to 28th. That's 10 days for them to come and then check if their names are there, then it means their names are deleted and they need to be mm-hmm. re-registered. And so that's basically that. I think, Casey, you are the first conference. Well, let's just do a little bit of background first, though. So um, for the last year or so, there's been a lot of outrage over the voters' registration process, right? And there's, I think it was mainly led by NPP. NPP and one other pressure group, Let My Vote Counts mm-hmm. Alliance. And they still have issues, even though the list has come out and all. They are still saying that this is not the overall list. There are others out there who also registered with the NHIS cards. Mm-hmm. They claim they have their own list. They are not going to give it to the EC, but they know what they are going to do, so we should watch out for them. And I'm still <laughs> I'm still watching out for that. Okay, so um, those two pressure groups, they took a petition to the Supreme Court, is that right? Yes, we had other people doing so. Uh We had um, Abu Ramadan, former, uh, he was with the PNC, and then Evans Nimakum, who also, they took the case to court Mm -hmm. and they won it. Okay, and so it was May 5th that the Supreme Court made that order that um, the voters register had to take off names for people that um, had registered with an NHIS card, so that's Nelson uh, National Health Insurance Scheme, um, as well as anyone who's deceased and minors, I believe. Is that right? Yes, yes, and yeah. minors as well. So. Okay. So then um, that order came out in May, and I remember on this podcast we were basically saying, like, nothing's going to get done, so... Personally, I'm quite amazed that <laughs> something's happening. Initially, there, there was some controversy about the interpretation. That's why I had to go back to court mm-hmm. again, and the court gave a final, definite ruling and made it very clear that this is what we want you to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's good that has happened, but people are also still saying that, like Mildred already mentioned, that this list, 56,000, is not the final list. But the EC says if you know anybody else who registered with the NHIS, bring their names, mm-hmm. and then we'll take them off. So what, what was so bad about registering with NHIS? Um, the NHIS can be acquired by anybody once you're living in Ghana, so you don't have to be a citizen to, to have that. And to get on the voters' register, you need to prove that you're a citizen. And some people use that card. To, so the, fears, uh, the fear is that um, people who are not citizens are on the voters' register. And minors, it's, it's quite easy to get. That card is quite easy to get, so anybody can get it. 
okay so there was and i remember there's been a lot of fear of like people from togo coming over and signing up so that could lead into that right like they could have exactly okay (coughs) the challenge for ghana is that i mean you need voters id card for virtually everything so if you live in ghana you don't have a national (coughs) voters id card then it means that you can't really go in for anything or sign any document because if you want to open a bank account you need a voter's id if you want to if you want a passport you need a voter's id if you want everything that you want even when you are i mean it's so that's <clears throat> that's a challenge we have um already people are spotting some challenges in the published um uh, what's list. the name list um their names mixed up you know a joint name like a guy and a lady, mm. like some a name like maybe, um, at, uh, um, let's say Mildred Paul, you know, mm-hmm. like you find such names on the um, list published, and then <clears throat> you also um, realize that the NHIS um, was name card it has it has a unique number, and it's up to eight. But what we see is that some of the numbers are just four, some are more than eight. Some are seven, and so mm. it's what it's, does it's that mean? Like in relation to what we are saying, now, right now we are trying to solve a problem, yes. but yeah, these things are coming up, problems. and then we know so how. So could it be like a fake card or yeah, something? Yeah, fake card. People are voting with. Wow. Yeah. Simply, and maybe the yeah. EC didn't take good records. Okay. Yeah. I, I think that's a challenge. The challenge is that <clears throat> as usual, it has exposed our record keeping habits, mm. and and so. And for yeah. me, I also felt that the name should have been alphabetical order. I don't know. Yeah, I was yeah. just going through and I was confused. Mm. Okay, but I saw it in alphabetical order, the PDF that I downloaded. No, yeah. I'm talking about the one in the dailies. It was not okay. alphabetical order. Oh, okay, okay. But we also have, um, we have it online on Pulse, the yeah. whole list, yeah. so yeah. can have a look. That PDF is in alphabetical mm-hmm. order. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so easy. So definitely look at our list. Okay, so I guess we'll just be keeping an eye on this one. And anyone who's listening um, and you're on that list, then I think on Monday you can go and register. Is that right? What's that? Your proper ID. From July 18th to July 28th. Mm-hmm. And is that only if you're on that list, or can it be anyone who hasn't yet re- registered to vote? No, you can't. You have. To. It's just for those who are on that list. Okay. Yeah. So if you didn't register, you can't. This is just for those who are on that list. Wow, okay. Right. Well, if you're on that list, get on to it. Voting is important. Okay, so we'll move on. And the other big news this week was the Kumasi Metropolitan Assembly boss was fired or made to resign. What would you say? <laughs> I would say he was he was made to resign for me. That, that's how I'll call it because there were issues here and there about his stewardship. People had issues with the way he managed the KGTR terminal market and all. And the Nananum does the... Nananumdas, the Ashanti chiefs, called him for a meeting, which he couldn't show up. He was rather represented by the Ashanti regional minister, who explained that he wasn't feeling well and all, but that incurred the wrath of the the traditional leaders. And so they called for his resignation. They asked that he, he be sacked. Right, so the Kamasi uh, chiefs, right? Yes, yes, uh-huh. they asked that he be sacked, and he eventually resigned. 
And um, even though he's, he's resigned, there are so many issues still coming up that he still needs to be investigated. There are some projects that he undertook that needs to be investigated. Wait, and so the accusation here is he embezzled funds, is that yes. correct? so that is some groups have um, called for him to be investigated mm-hmm. and then they are threatening that he might take it to court and all, so that's where we are now. And has he responded to any of these claims? Um, not, okay, in his apology letter, he was only saying that he... he, he his, his his spokesperson has um, has offered some explanation why he resigned. <coughs> he said it's for peace to reign in in Kumasi, so that's how come um, his boss resigned. And um, uh, the I, I think Kojo Bonsu is just a victim of uh, was in the chieftaincy tyranny. What's his name? Um, uh, and, uh, was if you look at the project, I understand the project was um, lobbied. Uh, by the Kumasi traditional, like Asantiman traditional council, and um, when they brought it into Ghana, government was like, "Okay, look, let's allow this project to take a national shape mm-hmm. to support." So that's when government took the project away from the Asantiman traditional council. Because I understand initially it was their project, and when they brought it, they lobbied. <coughs> They went to Brazil to lobby for it. So when they brought the government, was like, okay, look, let's make it a national thing so we will support. So that's how come. So that's how come Otunfo had a rep on the project committee. Okay. Yeah. And um, the rumor was that, look, he fired Otunfo's rep um, and the market women <coughs> were not comfortable with that because most of them, when some of these projects happens, uh, when they are distributing the stores, they end up sharing to party women's organizers, women close to political uh, parties in power, and so on. So the women were really afraid. It took Mencia to promise them that, look, when we are done with this project, you will get your shops back. The remaining shop will be sold to other women who are interested in it. Mm. Yeah. Okay, and... Um on the website this morning on pulse.com.gh, we published um, an opinion piece feature by Mildred mm-hmm. where um, you looked at, you basically I, said I, that I, people I have to be where politicians. I would say that, you, you know, when, when I heard the news, I realised that, okay, so it means our chiefs, they still, they, they still have, like, mm-hmm. they still wield a lot of power because, fine, we are in democracy and all, but what we can see is that the chiefs are still, I, I, I won't say they are still running affairs in this country during campaigns and all, political parties, presidential candidates go, and then you would see some of the chiefs endorsing them here mm-hmm. and all. But my point was, even though they can't bring you into power, they're the same people to bring you down mm-hmm. like they did to KMA Ball. So my warning out there is for the chiefs, to, um, the politicians to watch out. The spiritual leaders are out there. Mm-hmm. They can help you come to power, but they can still bring you down if you incur their wrath. Yeah, and then you also mentioned, and I think this is quite interesting as well, that... Um, the mayors of cities yes, are appointed, yes, yes. By, are the, appointed. by the they president, right? Yes, they are appointed. Mm-hmm. But there are concerns from somebody, CDD and the rest, that, oh, how, how about we having them elected so that they mm. truly, truly represent the people at the grassroots? Uh, talking about Mordred's piece, um, I think we see that mostly in the Ashanti region because of the like power the Ashanti has, and then mm-hmm. maybe in the Ghana area. I think it's a lesson to all our, uh, of our chiefs around. Like, they should be able to have a say in what goes on in their community so we can all like serve ourselves 
Because if this person is doing the wrong thing and you a chief, you have the power to convince your people to say, no, we don't support this wrong thing. We want the right person to come in. It will be good. Because we normally see this with the Asante and sometimes the gang, um, traditional council, but it's not across country. Mm. So people will just go and hide somewhere, get the funds, do whatever they want, and at the end of the day, nothing good is happening in the community. Mm -hmm. So I think we should learn from this and then have the power to... But don't you think this is setting a bad precedent for so that if chiefs want you out, out. they can just yeah. lobby and lobby and give government an ultimate because they have this power over they can they can use this for good and for mm -hmm. bad as well. So this is, some people are saying this is going to set a bad yeah. precedent. But we can make it good. Here is the point. When you are doing good, everybody knows you are doing good. And this is not the first time um what is his name? Um Kojo has come into the news yes, for, yeah. for this. The people there do not like him okay. because of certain things right. like that. So I don't think if they liked him and then the chief could have come out to say no because <laughs> I don't like him. He wasn't doing some things right. And I think we have an article on that too. Um, 10 mistakes Ten Kojo Bonsu yeah. did. Yeah. Okay, we'll link that, that is also an interesting, <laughs> interesting yeah, piece you can read. Okay. So what, do you think that there's any other mayors throughout Ghana who might be sort of shaking in their boots at the moment? Um, <laughs> Oko well, Van Der Poy has been, been long overdue. So Van Der Poy is a Kras <laughs> mayor? A Kras mayor. He should have gone like 10 years ago. Frankly, Kojo of Imani is asking that Kojo was replaces Oko Van Der Poy. Wow. He is not doing good in Kumasi. We should bring him to Accra. Like, how? What happened to Kojo cannot happen to Vanderpoel because I mean there are two <coughs> different yeah, set of what's the name jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. One the chiefs are very influential and they still hold on to the chieftaincy um, 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 what's the name system. system. And when you come to Greater Accra, it's more of politics. Right. Yeah. So chiefs aren't as yeah. highly regarded. In not, Greater Accra, they are winning. Yeah, the influence yeah. of the chiefs are winning. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They have their own issues. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think we'll leave that at that. But um, definitely, I'll link in the stories. So if you want the background, we'll give that to you. So we're going to move on to business news. And this week, there's been another microfinance scandal breakout, as well as flights um, halted due to strike. So Abu. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> so yesterday there was a uh, was the there was a demonstration in the Vota region. Um, apparently, some people have been swindled um, by some microfinance companies, and um, uh, you know, this is how it all started. They, they showed, <coughs> they came into the region, showed their, their people um, their certificate from the Register General and the Municipal Assembly. The people believed them. That was in 2004. They asked them to invest 450 Ghana cities. They asked them to invest 450 Ghana cities, which they did, um, and then convinced, and then asked them to Oh, okay, and then they asked them to convince ten other people to also come and invest, and then in in turn they promised them between uh, what's the name um, four thousand to seven thousand Ghana cities as as returns on their right. investment. Yeah. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? For the four hundred and fifty. In how many months? In 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 uh, in three to uh, what's the name six months. Wow. In three to six months. In three to six yeah. months. Four hundred and fifty. Fifty. Who matured to four thousand five hundred? So just as a background, we've um we've done a lot of stories on microfinance scandals, and we've <laughs> said this before that if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. But in two thousand and four, sorry, in twenty. 2014, mm -hmm. it happened. Mm -hmm. They they got the money. Mm -hmm. 
So that entices other people. Those who initially went in, yes. yes, that's how it usually that's, works. That's how yeah. so that's how people they actually follow yeah. on their promise, mm-hmm. and then people yeah. actually okay. tend to believe. believe. Yeah. So okay, yeah. my friend has got it, but which means yeah. I can also mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. So yeah. like a so that so the difference. Yeah. Yes. So the difference here is that people then when they realize that their relatives, their friends got four thousand five hundred, got this return on investment. They went in for bank loans to then invest in it. Expecting that they will get this uh, X amount of money at, uh, within three to what's the name six months, and mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And the banks are chasing them for the mm-hmm. money they came for. And what's the excuse that the microfinance company is giving? Okay, so officially, <clears throat> uh, the eight microfinance institution involved have not spoken yet. Okay, but we've had the original minister react. She's promising swift police investigations mm-hmm. into the matter. And she, she has also warned um, was the residents of the region to be wary of such um, people who come around promising huge return on investment and so on. But yeah. Stacey, you know why I don't blame the people when it comes to these things? Um, microfinance, I know like people who have the real money and understand investments, mm-hmm. like have the bigger money to invest in these banks, like the data banks and the rest. Microfinance in our communities is for maybe the small seller who needs their yeah, money. They yeah. just take and then the kind of education mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. give them on investment is not enough. Yeah. So you go to them, you tell them, oh, they hear it's in their own language. Um, the people in where the white color jobs say they do something, there is this stock market or something where you put the money there, it works for you. So when you promise them these things, they, they, they are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So whose decision or whose position is it to protect these people? It is the people who give the accreditation. Mm-hmm. Because if you are giving it to this microfinance, they showed real documents that they are, they are a good company mm-hmm. who have been credited to do these deals. So first of all, when they come to you, when they mention these outrageous like returns, the normal like lay person was still asked no, like putting 100 cities for probably... 2,000 cities in six mm. months as well. Then you tell, oh, here, even the government of Ghana, like as we say in our local language, oh, I buy crime in Krata, or <laughs> the government of Ghana say, we can do this, we mm-hmm. can win. Oh, if we are buying, it's from the government, then we are cool right. with it. So they are not to blame. Mm-hmm. The people who give the certification, they are to blame. Because after giving someone the certification to work, every three months or six months, you have to see what the person is doing in that community. Mm-hmm. Because they know what they had planned to do. So they gave them their four, they took their 450, gave them the 4,500 or something. That was like a 4,050 cities profit. Mm-hmm. But they know that they are going to get that money from the other deals. Because when I see you invested 450 cities for 4,500 within six months, if I have 1,000 cities, I know, no, I'm sacrificing, putting this there for six months and then getting my 12,000 for my business mm-hmm. or something. The person showed me a certificate from the Bank of Ghana or wherever it is. So it means they are certified to work. Their deals and their processes have been checked, mm. so they are doing the right things. Then it turns out they came to cheat me. Mm-hmm. I'm not to blame. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, it's not the person that has been yeah. scammed, be blamed. It's yeah. the scammer. And like yeah, you say, it's the people that actually let them get away with it. So we'll be keeping an eye on this one. Yep. Yeah, so we... I think so far we've done two stories on it. Mm-hmm. The... 
the demonstration and the minister's reaction. Um, we will wait for the police investigation mm -hmm. into the matter and then um, see how it will turn out. But they are threatening not to vote. Uh, so let's see. That, that, that actually would work, that actually would work if but you threaten that if you if you don't get our money or if you don't sort this thing out, we won't vote. It'll actually work. Mm -hmm. no, well, the voter region is very in DC, isn't it? Problem <laughs> the is challenge, this. the challenge for the ruling party now is this is their stronghold, mm -hmm. and victims of DKM, mm -hmm. God is love, <laughs> just have motives in the. One half a region will be watching keenly mm -hmm. how they resolve the mm -hmm. issue in the voter because they're still waiting. Yes, uh -huh. because if you resolve the voter regions, where the voter regions come swiftly, mm -hmm. the people will be angry with you. <laughs> if you delay, you are losing voting. Right. Your, wow. Your, so they really yeah. got their hands tied. And then okay. the other one has to do with the aviation. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So last week the. They went on strike. So this is the aviation the workers. Aviation, yes, uh -huh. they they went. The aviation workers went, in Accra. Um, in Accra, mm -hmm. yes, in Accra, they went on strike. Um, they grounded uh, local domestic airlines, and um, they lost close to uh, more than two thousand two hundred thousand thousand Ghana mm -hmm. cities, and in ticket refunds because they couldn't fly their customers, so mm -hmm. they have to refund their monies. And um, so they've been in, in, in negotiation with government over, um, over uh, what's the name, their lands. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first meeting ended inconclusively uh, because government wanted to give them 20 acres of land and um, they were not ready to accept that. Of course, the land was acquired by the um, aviation authority for was an aviation installation and so on and so forth. And then government, want, government took part of the land for and then sold it to real estate development uh -huh. uh, developers. You know they have they are very angry for land. Uh -huh. Every piece of land uh -huh. they see, they would, they uh -huh. want to grab it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, they didn't agree to government's proposal. Then they threatened another strike. Government, the chief of staff called them into a meeting, uh -huh. and then they agreed. It was a compromise decision. That's what the the. The, the aviation workers are saying it was a compromise decision. Government agreed to release um, 153 acres of land mm -hmm. to them out of uh, what's the name 640. Okay. Um, um, but the aviation uh, was an authority also have properties on the land. So when you when you add the properties they have on the land to the one government released to them. Should be going towards 250 acres of land. Okay. So that's that's the decision. So they, they are satisfied with it. They've called off any intended strike action, mm -hmm. and so they are back to work. Okay, well, that's good if anyone wants to fly. Okay, so I think we'll quickly move along. So um, we're recording this on um, Friday morning, the 15th of July, and Kwesi, you've been quite busy this morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, this morning we have been hit with the sad news of the um, demise of one of Ghana's biggest gospel stars, um, Danny Nete. He died earlier this morning, according to family sources. Mm -hmm. So for those who don't know who he is, just some background. Okay, so Danny Nete is, um, like I said earlier, one of Ghana's biggest music stars. Him, he's greatly loved by the youth because of his, the, his style of music. His style of music is urban, contemporary, and he adds, he adds a different flavor to, to gospel music than what is, what is normal out there. And so 
And so if you look at the tributes that are pouring, especially on social media, the youth are very sad that um, he has died. Mm -hmm. So are they saying what happened? Um, No, we don't know yet, but um, we know it was a short illness that happened around 2 a.m. And his age? Yeah, we don't know his okay. age. Yeah, Roundabout? He's, he's, he's middle-aged, um, okay. probably around 50. Okay, okay. All right. So um, I'm sure if you look at Pulse, we've got lots of background on him. And, and we have a biography. Wait, a biography. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Good, thanks. And also, Kwesi, well, we've got you here. So you're just going to talk about um, some of the features that we've been doing this week, um, in particular on illegal guns in Ghana? Yes. Um, well, my colleague, um, Alice Edu, them did a, wrote a feature about illegal weapons in Ghana and there are some some big statistics in there. There are about 2.3 million guns in Ghana and about 1.1 million of them are said to be illegal mm-hmm. and so some of them have been illegally acquired, some of them have been um, smuggled into the country from other parts of, the, uh, of Africa and some of them too, you you're supposed to license your gun every annually mm-hmm. and so some of them have not licensed them but the fact that there are 2.3 million guns in civilian hands is mm-hmm. quite it's quite strange mm. yeah and so alice actually went and covered an event last weekend um where i think like 1500 of these illegal um, small arms and weapons were actually burnt yeah um, 1,500 guns were destroyed mm-hmm. at the event and m- much of this has been attributed to blacksmiths mm-hmm. um, because they they can actually, they know how to make these guns and they make these things and um, the Small Arms Commission, the the body that the government body that's supposed to regulate the industry is also quite worried because it's an illegal trade and they, their hands, they say their hands are tied and they can't do so mm-hmm. much with this. Mm. Especially when we are nearing elections, we should be really worried about issues such as this. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Not too long ago, we, we in Kumasi, there was this big um, uh, arrest that was made and so many guns, like mm-hmm. machine guns, they were quite, quite strange. Was it the ones that were found in the car? Yeah, the ones yeah, that were found in the car. Yeah. Right, okay. All right, well, I think we're going to be definitely keeping an eye on that and maybe doing some sort of investigative features on Ghana's illegal guns. So definitely keep an eye on the site. And also I just want to quickly talk to you, Kwesi, about a story that you did today, um, which was about encouraging people to eat bugs for breakfast. Yes, um, the <laughs> insects. We are encouraging all of you, all of us. I don't know if you have had breakfast yet, but if you have not had it, go into the bush near you and grab some crickets, Grab I'm some sure, wabs. Sure yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you yeah. bring some to the office this morning? Um, I have some in my in my lunchbox. So why not? <laughs> and especially if it rains, if it rains, um, the if it rains, there's some insects that come around the lights. Those are quite good. Yeah, I've, oh, yeah. I've had. Are you speaking from experience? Yes, from experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can fry them and then yeah, they 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 taste like um, fried egg. Right. Yeah. It's wow. quite good. Add, add some grounded pepper to it, and it's fantastic. Okay, so the reason you wrote the story is because the UN are saying that um, they want to encourage more farmers to actually get into insect farming, right? Because they think that, you know, with the future um, population potentially reaching 9 billion, when was that by? Yeah, by 2030, the population is expected, the world population is expected yeah. to reach 9 billion right. people. Right now, we are 7 billion uh-huh. people. And so they're looking for like new ways to feed a growing yeah. planet. So, yeah, they're actually high. You don't in, get a choice. <laughs> <laughs> they're actually high in proteins, fats, and minerals. So they're a good, they're a good source for and if you want to. And it would be very, like, 
yeah, it wouldn't take much to really produce them, would it? Yeah, <laughs> so um, there's a group in Ghana called the Green Africa Youth Organization. Mm -hmm. They've actually pioneered this in Ghana. They have um, palm weevil lava. So when the people cut the palm, <laughs> palm fruit down, they, they put some things in it and then it brings out these lava and then they, they cook it with rice. Yeah. Mm, with rice. Delicious. Yeah, with rice. Well, the thing is, I'm a vegetarian, and actually our editor um, a few months ago told me that I had to go and try some of these bugs, so I've been sort of hiding from it, but I think it could be interesting. Interesting, yeah. So yeah. everybody go out there and get some crickets, get some ants, get some bees, and then fry them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think <laughs> very delicious. Kwame, do you think you're going to eat some bugs? Never. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what you can do for us is tell us some of the latest entertainment news since um, our usual entertainment reporter, okay, David Sawai. week is mostly about celebrities. Um, we'll start from um, Gifty Auntie. Um, she got married in the later part of 2015 to Ekin, I, I believe. Yeah, so she's now Ohineyere um, Um This week, she describes the story like people... All over social media says she was pregnant, but she says there is no doctor confirmation that she is pregnant. That's what she says. And describing the story was interesting. She says she gets to this saloon to do her hair, and then um, the attendant is like, oh, please let me put a cushion on your chair for you. Um, let me put this cushion below your feet and all that. So she didn't understand. She thought it was a new something. They had seen it. In the, uh, on social media that she was pregnant she didn't know she was pregnant yeah. so like they were treating her oh so later she came to her and said oh you have to walk around a little or your feet will be swollen and she said what like my feet will be swollen yeah. then she said oh haven't you heard they say you are pregnant oh, and then, haven't you heard you're pregnant, <laughs> you're pregnant. <laughs> and then you the, the whole thing uh, but according to her she said okay it's quite normal that I am after like four months or five months of married people will believe oh, wow. that but she, so she she is not pregnant at the moment, why are people so interested? Why? What's so interested? Even her getting married, yeah, I remember well. seeing all the, that, and it was just like, oh, you're finally validated because yeah. someone married you. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah. Just I think it, it depends on like she's the kind of she's like a gender advocate. Yeah, she's like the yeah. of feminism in Ghana. Right. In Ghana. So um, people were. <laughs> People were surprised sometimes. Mm. For some people, they're surprised. Because like feminists that. can't get yeah. married. Feminists yeah. can't get married, <laughs> yeah, sort of, yeah. That feminists are anti-men. That's not it. Right. <laughs> that is how Ghanaians have painted, oh. it, uh, uh, painted it. And the way some of the comments, like sometimes these feminists give, that's what brings about these things. So people have the perception, okay, because they are saying this, they are not supposed to get married. But that's not the case. So yeah. as a feminist, I, I just want to set the record straight. We don't care if you get married or you or don't get married. Yeah. You're free to do what you want. Yeah, but you have to have your own belief. So mm -hmm. maybe probably what she was saying, people thought she wasn't going to get married. So right. the way the marriage came about, the ceremony, like the news, she's a media person. Mm -hmm. So like it will probably go along. The hype and everything okay. got people talking. That was why there were maybe she's getting weight. Well, what's her age? Do we know? I'm she's not sure. She probably she's, is she's in her 50s. 50s, 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 right. So generally 50s, 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 50s is pushing it for being the pregnant. Other, the other side of the story is that, you know, even on a normal day, when a lady is pregnant, she wouldn't tell you. Mm. You don't expect yeah, the wife of a chief yeah, exactly. to come and sit on national television and say I'm pregnant. It won't happen. It's pretty silly. Anyway, while we're on the topic of marriage, 
there's another story which I was laughing at this morning. Yeah. So funny, funny face, face. Yeah. a Ghana, Ghana comedian. Um, this week he announced like he he has been divorced for like seven months. Mm-hmm. So he kept it on the low for seven months, and then he 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 revealed it earlier this week. Can you please read this quote that we've yeah. got on Pulse? Um, <laughs> no, so this we, was when we he was speaking that, right? at a television when he released interview. It, it was a newspaper reporting uh-huh. that he was divorced early on. Then he confirmed it on his Facebook page. Uh-huh. So we thought, okay, if you've been able to keep this for seven months, it means you still wanted to stay on the low. Uh-huh. So you just told us like you were. Then later on, he came to explain with the quote. I think Stacy, you read it for us. Like, okay, so this was a quote on um, Metro TV where he spoke with Gina West um, about these rumors of being. Divorced. Divorced. So he said, when someone gives their love, trust, loyalty, and you accept to be committed, but later throw all their sacrifices to the dogs and cheat on them, you are no different from a witch or a wizard. (laughs) He later says, it takes a huge amount of sorcery and and witchcraft to cheat. Cheating on your partner is equal to murder. Quasi. Well, he's trying to say that um, his wife cheated on her. And she's a witch now. And she's a witch. (laughs) When you go through his Facebook comments after he, he revealed that, yeah, it's true, he, he was divorced, like, you see, it's, it's, it pains him. Mm. Some, of the, some of the answers he gives, like, from the consolation, from social media fans, it pains him. Some counselor, something came to write a whole lot on his Facebook page that this, that, that, and then he just said, and so what? That. Like, simple as that, meaning, like, you are not in my shoes. Yeah. That's why you are right. saying what you are saying. So, like, it pains him. I don't think, like, he would have wanted to end the marriage, mm. but he he stresses that like it was he tried. It but was, but it was it was too much. One side of the story. And um, the wife is not a media person, uh-huh, so we exactly. we we have not heard her side of the yeah, story. Yeah, I just find that outrageous. Saying that so, cheating on your partner is equal to murder. Yeah. Mm. It's a little bit over the top, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think he's talking out of pain, but right. at some point he'll come. That's why I didn't want him to be all over the news now because he kept this for seven months. Mm. So you tell us, okay, you are divorced, and then you just keep quiet and stay in your own. Lane. Because well, he the, leaked it to the media. Yeah, he leaked it himself. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, uh, right. so yeah, because if if you have kept this for seven months, probably you are hurting inside, and you yeah, want to yeah, yeah. just let everybody else know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's no longer like a secret. Because he said when he came, when he initially confirmed, he said if you keep a candle under your bed, yeah. it eventually come out. Mm. That's that. true. Yeah, and then he knew people. People, nah, like you know, he he's he's a public figure. Got a comedian, so like people will sympathize with right. him and all that. But as Kwesi said, we have to also hear the side of mm-hmm. um, the woman, mm-hmm. and then we, we will see. Okay, and then know. we're almost out of time, so, so let's quickly move, on, move on, to on to sport. Okay, sports. Um, when we we're here last year, we told you about the Euro 2016 final. I lost because I predicted France were going to win it. Is Portugal won. Were you like the guy crying and the Portuguese kid coming to comfort? Yeah, it's it's it was sad, but it was nice. Cristiano Ronaldo got injured early on in the game, so we all thought, okay, so this is a done deal for France. But they came back to score like a late goal in um, extra time to win it. And then afterwards, there was this um, France guy crying outside the stadium, like like really crying. a grown man, like. Yeah, he was like yeah. crying, Maybe like he down crying. Late twenties uh-huh. or something. And then this kid around twelve years comes to him, 
then consoles him. The, the kid is a Portugal fan with Portugal <laughs> dress and come and say, man, th- this year wasn't your year. Let's hope that next four years you can win it. But yeah, just, just so. really and then the cute. guy, it was emotional and cute and all that. It, it was good. Cristiano Ronaldo finally has an international trophy. And this brings about another debate of who is better, Ronaldo or Messi. We remember Messi um, lost out on the Copa America after missing his penalty. So, like, the whole debate came up. But Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't care. So does he, that mean Messi will, come, will move from retirement because he has announced his retirement? Will they force him to come back so he can... Messi, Messi, Messi's announcement of his retirement was an emotional something. Like, how funny face is, like, talking plenty right now. So, he just missed the penalty. He was leading his his team as the captain he played the first penalty he missed it they lost the cap so he thought okay they've been to like three consecutive finals the world cup final copa america final last year and then copa america final they say they lost also he was like frustrated and said no i call it quit i think like the team is better off without me but now messi is too young to quit international football his president is talking to him a lot of people are talking to him to come back. And then I think he's going to come back. Now that Cristiano Ronaldo has won the Euro 2016, that will be a motivation for him to come. But Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't care. He has rewarded himself for this Euro 2016. 8.8 million Ghana cities car. Bugatti Veyron. Yeah. 8.8 Ghana cities. That's around 1.7 million pounds. Money. He announced this on his Instagram page that, yeah, the animal is here. He calls it animal. <laughs> nice piece of car, but <laughs> okay. Yeah, he donated his his Euro Euro twenty sixteen bonus. Okay, that's good. That eases things a little bit. But and this morning we were saying, what would we actually spend that money on? You know, and Kwame was saying he would start up a private university yeah. so he could make and more then, money. And then, <laughs> I'll set a private university to educate people and then make more money and then invest some, get myself a nice guy like Cristiano Ronaldo's beast because 100 million pounds would be like huge sum of money. So mm-hmm. I get myself that car, a good house, invest the rest, build the investor and then... And what about charity? Life. Maybe give a little you bit know, away or not so interested? Could, you know, occasionally. But you know how charity is in Ghana. If you don't take time, people will just come you for your money. So like once in a while, children's home, like visiting, yeah, that would be cool. I'll give a, a few house. a few a few scholarship you see she's also thinking about money production house okay. <laughs> and you'll employ me on your production house of course i will i will okay rounding it off um the fifa world ranking was released after the um euro 2016 the copa america ended ghana moved up a step um from 37th to 36th but the highest rises i know stacy doesn't know this but I'm going to say it was New Zealand. They moved oh. 54 <laughs> places. <laughs> they, they moved 54 places up after winning um, the Nations Cup. 54 places up. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? We were just really like, crappy. It's, and now it's we're, a leaderboard. Okay. So you are, you are, you are, there is number one, there is number two. Argentina is still top. There is number one, number two. So depending on the games you play, the points mm-hmm. you accumulate, you move up. Some are deducted points, some are added depending on your performance so new zealand won the nation's cup which was hosted so it means they they defied all odds and then moved 54 places up but still they are around 93rd or something so it's so cool so from 100 and something so they don't come near us but uh, iceland surprise um um, team in the 20s also moved up portugal moved up two places france moved up but still, Argentina is number one in the world. So that's the way the FIFA ranking. 
Okay, well, thank you for that information. <laughs> My fabulous country moving up in the world somewhat. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening in today. So today is July the 15th. This is the Pulse podcast, and you are joined by Stacey. Kwame Wache. Joe Patela. Abu Mubarak. And Kwesi. So thank you very much for listening, and see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.